You're listening to Front Porch Theology, a podcast of New Heights Church. We laugh, we argue, we carry on. So welcome to our front porch. Have a seat and let's get into it. Thank you for joining us on the Front Porch Theology. That is not your job today. Your job is to edit your blog. I, I edited the way I thought was okay. No one's taught me how to edit or the expectations. Maybe Go maybe back if, to school maybe if somebody would like hold some sort of like class We're gonna on what give they expect you a standard. Me. We're going to give you a standard. Can we do the podcast? I'm I'm here. Okay. Welcome to Thank the Front Porch Theology. What? Nothing. <laughs> Welcome to the Front Porch Theology podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here Are with you tired? I don't want to be here with you all today. Oh. Well, I the am feeling tired, is mutual. <laughs> Apparently. Hey, everybody. I'm Guys, Will. I can, I'm Jeremy. I came in a great mood. No, I have a lot to say about spanking. Well, oh, my gosh. We're not going to talk Sorry. about it today. Um, so That might be a, what Jeremy's referring to is parental discipline, which might be a topic of future podcasts. I think it should be. Well, yeah. Not it's, today. Not, not, not today. No, 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 no. So, um, Lord help us. You, uh, you know, I was really aggravated with you all the uh, last two as weeks. Usual, as usual, um, because you know you blew me off the one week, and I was on my way here. That was my was fault. Here. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And then last week, I just um, <laughs> couldn't get it together. That wasn't our fault, though. I was still yeah, aggravated week, with you. Last week, it was your son's fault. He was sick, yeah, so you can blame him. Thanks a lot, I agree. Benjamin. No, wait, wait, wait. The week Benjamin, that we missed, you ruined though. it for us. Well, you all didn't even tell me you were recording on Thursday. I could have been here. Well, we didn't want to inconvenience you. It was your day off from us. It was not my day off. I was well, working. I, I don't know your schedule, but I will say this. You've never asked me my schedule. I, I was willing. I told him that I would not be here on Wednesday. The one that I was with my family. It was it was the yeah. day after. No, he didn't tell me because I wasn't Valentine's staff day. meeting, which wait, he would on. say uh, is my fault. You okay. did know. Wait, when you told her that she should podcast with me, did you know or not know that I wasn't in town? I forgot. <laughs> so, what is, which me is it? You already knew. I did know, but if I forgot in that moment, I didn't know because my brain had forgotten. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, okay. So, um, I did go back. I can keep up with you. Guys. I was working Friday. You should. All you have to do is put it on your calendar. Uh, well, and you took me off your calendar. I did. So, I did that one. Anyway, day. I Sorry. listened to the podcast um, that you guys did on. You know, it was released on Friday. You all recorded on Thursday. We had Ash Wednesday on Wednesday, of course. What um, about Lent? And the podcast was about Lent, and I was really excited about it because you know Lent is one of my favorite seasons. It is since I've started observing it, and um, this year it's no, going I've, good so far. My Lent's going good. Yeah. Uh, it. I mean, I had. This one. is your first year doing Lent, right? No, it's not. No. She usually doesn't drink alcohol for Lent. I think. That's not true. And October, oh, well, she breaks it. Then she's not supposed to, but she does yeah. anyway. And October, and I October. haven't drank since I started Lent. So I mean, there you go. I'm Good drink- job. So, right. I haven't drank in a long time though. Why Let me smell that cup. Stop. It's just water. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you all, you all won the Ash Wednesday service as always. What was it? As all, I said the Ash Wednesday service as always, both times. You, you, did you like it? How, yeah, I love it. Like it's, um, it's, I love that we don't do it every year because obviously the Bible doesn't tell us that we have to, uh, yeah. but also don't want it to like lose its significance either. Like sure. if we're doing it every year and you know get in the habit of it. Um, so I, I loved it. It was really good. Um, 
it gave us a lot of good conversations as a family to have about Lent. Um, we went to Kroger afterwards, and Benjamin's like, you going to go in there with that dirt <laughs> on your face, Mom? And um, yeah. we were actually saw other people in there with um, ashes on their faces. So it, ga- it gave us a really good opportunity like not as from a family. Our yeah. Really? Um, That's called, cool. Yeah. We, so um, it was really They're cool. They're Catholic. Well, it doesn't matter what they were or oh, are. Oh, it matters to me. Yep. Well, it doesn't. The uh, Protestant Reformation yeah, matters. Certainly does. Well, doesn't matter to me. So, okay. <laughs> um, Benjamin actually commented on how their ashes looked a lot better than mine did. Oh, they were I, definitely Catholic. I was no. like, oh, come on. Catholics I was like, that know how was, to do it. That was Pastor Jeremy. He saved all the, really, ash, the last really of the ash cross. for me. No, you didn't. The ashes rolled down my body. Well, that was because the guy who made them. But like, like, I did. I was like, dust most, and ashes. You know how many cigars I had to smoke to get that much ash? So... You all did a phenomenal job on the on the podcast for Lent. Um, I was you. aggravated that you all did it anyway after after Lent had started. Well, we but we missed you, but we I bet you did. We wanted to do that in your honor. So sure, thank you. Um, for no, being you there did a good spirit. job, and I think that that probably was very helpful for a lot of our. Um, we had a crazy great turnout for Ash Wednesday, yeah. which shocked me. Yeah. Last time we did, honestly, we had fifteen. Yeah, I think we had, and that included you all. I think. Yeah, oh, it did. And your yeah, family, and sure. your families. Yeah. Um, like I, that's what I was thinking. Like right. I remember. Yeah, like, it was like my family of seven was half of the yeah. attendance. Yeah. <laughs> so um, no, it was great. You all did a, an awesome job with it. You did an awesome job with the podcast. So um, we did. We have had some more questions come in since um, since our last mailbag. So we're gonna go ahead and just. Um, a, try to do them today and cover them today just so that they don't get lost in the shuffle of um of our topics and other things that we have going on and sometimes we carry on a lot in that message so i don't want them to get lost so um we had some questions and um ironically they're both um it looks like they both are questions on genesis um which i don't think was intentional um so the first one that we're going to cover today, it says, what is your opinion on Ken Ham's teachings? Um, he has a series out called Answers in Genesis. Do you believe the earth is millions of years old or is it thousands of years old? Do you agree with any of his teachings? Will oh, loves Ken, Ken Ham. He loves Ken Ham. I love Ken Ham. Do He's, you really? Well, yeah, uh, let me say this. There, a, it's like a man crush. The, <laughs> oh, my. I like his accent a lot. Oh, yeah. He's got a nice accent. It's very bluey like. I like his uh, I like his museum and his ark that he has over in Kentucky. The ark is neat. Yeah. I, I give him that. I've I never been to the ark. Really? Yeah. Oh, you should go. It's pretty cool. This podcast is actually sponsored by the Ark Encounter Ooh, in Encounter Northern the Kentucky. Or at least Ken Ham's opinion. Oh gosh! Oh my! Um, okay. So I yeah. So cards on the table. Um, when I was really diving into theological study heavily at, as a, a college student, um, the guys that discipled me in college were big time Ken Ham people. Um, they used his resources in our collegiate ministry and stuff, and so, um, so that shaped a lot of my understanding of not just Genesis but the Bible. Um, so that's ingrained in me pretty early on in my Christian walk, and um, as I was preparing to go into seminary and all those things, and so um, I do agree with most of Ken Ham's teaching, uh, particularly when it comes to the age of the Earth. I'm a young Earth creationist, so I do believe the Earth is thousands of years old, not billions um, or millions. Um, and and I you know I tend to agree with with I, I would I wouldn't I would never say I agree with everything the answers in Genesis puts out, but um, but I would say most of it. I would endorse the the teaching on most of it. What I don't appreciate 
about Ken Ham and Answers in Genesis is it's kind of like the heavy handedness that they put on that particular issue. They, they almost have a feeling of like a sense of like, if you don't believe the earth is young, then you're going to hell. Yeah. Um, and, and there's really this sense of like that undermines everything else. And I just don't think it does. Yeah. I actually watched a debate between him and a guy named Hugh Ross and he would just kept saying, well, you don't, you don't take the Bible seriously. You need to take it literally. And Hugh Ross, who's a, an older author says, I do take it literally. Um, I, you know, I take yom, which is the word day, which can mean 24 hour period or a long epoch of time. He's like, I, I read it that way. Like, that's what I think it's, that's what, what it could say literally. And that's what I think it does say. And, and so, you know, sometimes I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, so, okay. Uh, I guess I'll put my cards on the table. Yeah. Why don't uh, you go ahead and do that? So I, I tend to long earth creationism right so i would say wrong <laughs> i would i would disagree with ken ham on the age of the earth i would agree with and there, but there's something about ken ham i do want to compliment uh, uh, or commend his accent yeah his accent is great but that's not it that's, <laughs> that's not it, it. Ham is um good. so ham is I, good what's that ham is good no 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 I, i'll get there because there is something legit that, I, that I do lunch. like that he does i was just thinking about lunch sorry um but i i so i do i tend to be a, an old earther um uh, that's, is that, that the term? Old yeah, Earther? Oh, okay. Yeah, Young Earther, Old Earther. I, I don't tend to be, like, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, for anyone who's listening, that doesn't mean I embrace, like, uh, any sort of evolutionary theory, um, anything like that. It's just that the, the days aren't literal 24-hour days, because the day yom in, in Hebrew doesn't need to mean that. It doesn't have to mean that. I do see that, I think there's inconsistencies in both, and I think some of it's a mystery, and I don't want any one ministry to be all about uh, creation. Right. So, so I think because it should be whole story, not right. just creation. Now, I have issues with Ken Ham. Some of those are a bit clouded by how I used to view him, and I used to be as much as he is dogmatically young Earther. I was dogmatically old Earther, right? So I was very arrogant and and mean. I was too, by the way, on the young Earth side. Yeah, I think both Jeremy and I have kind of come to like a. Maybe we got old and just stopped caring as now much. I think that's what it is. I'm yeah. like, okay. Because um, I think there are some, some points that do matter, and I want to I get to that uh, on the topic. Because if someone's like, ooh, old Earth and young Earth, or how can they sit side by side um, and pastor a church together? Because in the end, um, whether or not I mean, we agree that the Lord created, um, that, you know, humans didn't evolve. Um, there, there really was an Adam and Eve. It's not just poetry. Um, it's not like an allegory. There really was a fall, original sin, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, whether or not God decided he was going to take seven days or 14.7 billion years, um, he didn't need to do either one. He could have done it in a, whenever he wanted. Um, I, th- I, think, I think there are issues with both arguments. They both have their flaws. So with that being said, the one thing I do like about Ken Ham, and I agree with him on, is that it, he is definitely a presuppositionalist. When you see him argue to uh, to people, and this used to bother me about him, um, but I've I've switched camps as far as apolog- if in, in the world of apologetics. So where I used to be, what's called an evidentialist, I want to prove to you evidence from the natural world that the Bible's right. Uh, Ken Ham is very much a presuppositionalist. He'll say, "Well, the Bible says so. The Bible says so." And so when he's arguing, let's say when he debated like Bill Nye, right? Um, Bill Nye, there were certain things that Bill Nye said 
well, these are mysteries of the universe. We just can't know. And and I actually loved his answer. He was like, well, Bill, there is a book that tells us. You know, right. so, which to Bill Nye, he laughs at that because he's like, that, your book's a silly. Myth. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just a myth. But um, but for Christians, I think I think there's we should applaud that that yeah. that Ken Ham has faith to say, you know, we trust what the Bible says. So I think Ken Ken Ham seemingly is a is a wonderful Christian man, um, who and what I love that he does, even though I may disagree with him on the age of the earth. Um, I definitely agree with him on the flood that it's global. I agree with him on that. Um, I didn't always hold that position, but I do. I, I do think he's right on that one. Um, how else do you explain Atlantis being gone? But right, uh, yeah. You know. Without a global flood, Atlantis <laughs> would still be around. So, so uh, but but I do love that he has dedicated so much of his time to uh, bring the ark to life. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Because I agree. Like, there's a giant. Like, when you see it, it's like that's in, that's insane. Yeah. Like, no matter what your position is, when you see what he's done, it really is cool. I do wish he made it a little bit cheaper. Well, you got to pay for the dang thing. Yeah, I know. You know? I, know. Um, I know. So I have a question for you. Um, is it important as as believers for us to have an opinion on whether the Earth was created as long believers? ago? Yeah, I think because I don't. I, think, I mean, I, I don't have. So an when you when you ask, way. is it important? I, I don't know that I would say it's important. <laughs> um, I even feel a little bit slimy saying it's not important. I'm not saying it's not important. Right. I think it's. I think it's good to have an opinion. I, I'll, I'll say it that way. I put it in the same camp as. Um, when is you, how, the millennial reign? Like, the, yeah, when your Jesus view on return. your view on eschatology in right. times. Like, if you're a Christian who just like I trust Jesus, I know what the Bible says, I know Jesus is coming back. Um, and then on the on the beginning end of things, you know, it's like I, I know Jesus created. I, I get that God, you know, created things, spoke it into existence. But like, if you're not as concerned with the ins and outs and the intricacies of that, I'm not as concerned. Um, I don't want to view it as unimportant. Yeah, but I would right. say it is good for us to explore these things. I think the more we look into the mysterious things of God's nature, his creation, his return, whatever it may be, I think it's really good for us to look into those things, but it's not necessary. And that's where I think uh, Answers in Genesis just feels uh, not, you know, that's the thing that I don't love about their ministry is it feel, they make it feel just absolutely necessary to understand like it's priority number all, one. all the intricacies, yeah. right. Yeah. And and if you don't, then you're not a good Christian. Gotcha. Yeah, not not necessary. It's good to dive into it. it. I would say it's not good to divide over it. Like just like I wouldn't divide over with someone over eschatology. Like, I wouldn't break communion right yeah. with someone because they disagree with me. Right. I wouldn't break. I mean, it's, with the so when I did a I did a um, once upon a time I did an interview with four different people all holding one of them was Hugh Ross, one of them was um, a Jewish rabbi in Charleston. One of them was an atheistic evolutionist who who was a Methodist pastor, um, uh, and and so he, uh, for example, his part he was as heretical as the Jewish rabbi. What he held was now he said million years right or billion years whatever, um, but he said where he got heretical for me is when he goes it's not he's he talked about how. The Adam and Eve story was just poetry. That wasn't literal. And I said, well, how do you explain sin coming into the earth? Right. And he almost quoted scripture, but not realized. He goes, it's not like sin entered to the, into, the, or, uh, into the world with one man. <laughs> and, and we literally opened up Romans. Okay, how do you explain this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he goes, and he literally said, can we stop the podcast? I need to think about this for a minute. And his answer was, and, and, and we walked away, but he's like, I need to learn how to argue against that. I'm like, well, why don't you just embrace what Scripture says, yeah. um, that sin did enter through one man. That, 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 is, that is literal, I, I, you know. But 
anyways, with that being said, I just don't think, yeah, whether or not the day is short or long, it's not heretical either way. It's opinion. And I, I think I, I'm ashamed of, like, once upon a time, me arguing with people over something stupid like that. Because what really I do like time. is that the pastors of our church have opinions on it. Sure. That, that means we've we've studied it. We've looked at you know differing views. We have our own opinions, and I like that. I like that they're not identical. I, 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 oh, say, I, love, I love the podcast you guys did where there was like four or five of you all, and I don't know. It was, I think it was just four of you actually, mm-hmm. and you all all have different opinions, and yeah. I love that because it's you know we're able to be a church in a place where right. all you know. Well, to me, that that verse is more significant in the in the life of the church than let's say, you know, whether yom is long or short. Yeah. And and I would I would even like as, as far as the uh, that that position, I I would say that there's probably even some differences with Patrick and Jabe's. I mean, I, meaning I don't know if what Jabe's holds to. He's probably closer to me. Mm-hmm. Patrick's probably closer to you. Mm-hmm. But like I, it has never been an issue. And nor should it be. But we're getting ready to preach through Genesis as a church what? also. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, later Not this me. month. Yeah. Well, this is the announcement, actually. This is the first time we're it's telling true. anyone. Were you all moved by these questions to just change the Actually, yes. And... We we didn't plan on preaching Genesis. We're going to do we Revelation, had... but instead we decided. Oh. Yeah, we're going to do Revelation. <laughs> Two people asked questions that we <laughs> thought Genesis might be helpful. <laughs> and so we're going to spend the rest of the year preaching through Genesis. What now? Rest of the year. The year? Yeah. Yeah. Genesis oh. is a long book. Should take like three years. Yeah, we're going through it quickly. Oh my! Um, and so the rest of the year we'll be in Genesis Are we going as to take a church. For and, like nope, no Easter breaks. and Christmas nope. season. We're just going straight through. We ain't doing Psalms. No, we're just straight through. Oh. It'll be great. You're gonna love it. it I will. promise. It'll be good. Um, yeah, it's the word of God. <laughs> Don't make that face. <laughs> G- Genesis is phenomenal. But I think I think it will be interesting because like um, I think. I think Jeremy's preaching chapter one of Genesis, and I'm preaching chapter two. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting because we'll bring in you know a little bit different perspectives on you know uh, how we view the creation account. Um, but I think I think you'll see it presented with respect, and you know I know not all our listeners go to our church, but I, it's a good it's a good example of how right. pastors can can hold to the same theological beliefs but differ in some of the the intricacies. Yeah. Okay, on to the next question. Okay. This is a long one, so bear with me. Right. And I haven't read it in advance, so uh, oh, you know, bear with us all. Okay. We clearly no longer live in a society that's pro-Christianity as previous generations in America. The previous generations, even though they may not be Christians, were, were influenced by its teachings of morality. We are now the Greek culture that Paul addressed in Acts 17. So how do we as a church impact our culture? Preaching Jesus and telling people to read the New Testament worked when we were a nation influenced by the Bible, but now we are a nation that has taught those principles. There's so much more to discipleship than I know. Um, So should we be preaching Genesis from the beginning for those new uh, converts um, due to their lack of knowledge because of the cultural shift that's happened? I'm sure I've done this question injustice, as have I in reading it. (laughs) Can we reach the lost in America if they don't understand the concept of original sin? Mm. I think Paul actually sets the tone for this. Um, is it Acts 17? Yes, that's yeah, what Acts 17. Oh, that's what he says. Okay, sorry. Whoever, it may yeah. not be he. Um, he or she. So, obviously, when he speaks to believers, we see him going, um, he, he's, he speaks to um, more God-fearers, right? He goes from, he makes that, that com- they're looking for the Messiah and showing who Jesus is. Um, so I definitely, 
so okay, having people in my life that are not Christians and are kind of part of the culture that he's talking about, um, what I I think what you can do, there is common you can as far as teaching original sin, you can everyone it acknowledges that they're not perfect, right? And you can show that they're imperfect. You can also point to things that they worship that are not God, just like Paul does in Acts 17. He talks about the, you know, the, the, the God with the, the unknown tomb, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, unknown God. There we go. Thanks. Not the unknown um, Yeah, the God. You're of tomb, a tomb of the, of the unknown, unknown soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, exactly. That's in D.C. Yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so there is a, uh, so I think, I think what he does is he knows the culture that he's in well enough to, um, to, kind of start from okay you worship something let me show you and you ought to but let me show you what you're missing um and so i think you can know the culture well enough because humans are humans they worship things by the very nature because that's what they're designed to do so i think he just had i think that blueprint find what they're worshiping shows them the, show them the flaw on that and and also i think this is kind of going back to that presupposition um i think teaching i don't think you have to start in genesis is my point but i do think that there is a uh um, that the word ought to be the, the focal point versus trying to use logic to lead them to. But to I think Christ. there's, I would, I would add, I think there's a precedent that, um, that good evangelism is done in, in a sense in which creation is the beginning of it. Um, I think all evangelism has to, has to start there. Um, now sometimes the, the people we're evangelizing, already there so we don't maybe have to do a lot of work convincing them that god created them um but i but i think that if if they are disagreeing on that point then um yeah you can say god loves you all you want but if they they're denying that we're gonna have to go back to creation and that's why i think like in romans one paul paul says that what's what's evident about god is plain to them so that they're without excuse and so creation is is a an entry point um, into evangelism, and and then the next logical step to that is the fall we see in Genesis three that we've all sinned and we've all broken um, God's covenant and we've disobeyed and been unholy and that that places us in a position of needing a savior. And so, like, I think the you know you know we're not we're not convincing people to agree with us on the age of the earth for them to become Christians. But I think we do have to get them to a point where they acknowledge God as a sovereign creator, acknowledge themselves as created in his image, acknowledge themselves as sinful people who have disobeyed a holy God. Like those are all prerequisites to understanding the gospel, the fact that Jesus came and died and rose from the dead. And so like those are all inherent in uh, presentations of the gospel. And so, yeah, I would agree with the person that asked the question. I think we do need to, we have to go there. And I think with each person, it's going to be different um, because some people do have a Sunday school understanding of creation and sin. Um, but if they don't understand that, we have to we have to include that in our evangelism. All right, so so let's let's talk about American culture real quick. Do sure. you do you think so? If I understand the question or the the what the person sent in, they are saying that we're not Christianizing anymore. I think most people are spiritual in America. Yeah. atheism is actually really small. Yeah. Spiritual people, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, people acknowledge the existence of a God. I think the the person that asked the question is getting at there is an increase in people who don't don't know the account of Scripture. Sure. That that the that creation and the fall are foreign concepts to people. So we're so I, it's really because I I agree with the sense of like you're eventually going to have to end up going to the fall. Have to. Have yeah. to. So 
when where like I I my starting point typically with people or what it has been is acknowledging that they're imperfect people mm-hmm. that, that they send and that they they even acknowledge immorality that they acknowledge that there are things that are wrong and that they embrace this concept they they have created themselves an own moral structure that they yeah. themselves can't so you hit them with the right comfort <laughs> well maybe yeah maybe the have you ever looked at the banana yeah no I, I would probably say that I start do you with think the you're law. a good person yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't do that you don't do the accent I don't do the accent or that presentation oh okay but I definitely end up going to the law first um, to show guy, them there's a guy who wrote a book called uh, share Jesus without fear mm-hmm. and um, his name's Bill Fay and um I read that book, I think, in seminary. But for D and D people, that's not a, that he doesn't mean a wood elf. There's a lot of D and D listeners that may when you say Fay. Are there? Oh yeah, there's tons. A lot yeah, of D and D listeners. You're speaking a foreign language right now. Yeah, there's, there's, so. They thought people were like, "There's a wood elf." No, he's not an elf. I don't think I've never seen him, so I don't. Maybe I don't know. But he doesn't um, identify as that. Elf. But he he um, in that book he gives gives the advice that one of the, one of his suggested questions when you're sharing the gospel is asked, do you have any spiritual beliefs? Because it's so open-ended. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've found personally that when I ask that question, it has worked so well because people are willing to share with me whether they worship the moon or whether they, they view themselves to be Christians or any number of things like it's, it's open-ended and it's, it's usually gone well. So recently, um, I, I've showed you, showed you my brother and kind of his journey that he's going on. Yeah. So I asked him recently cause he said something about, I asked him. I I opened up a "What would you do with him?" Mm-hmm. So, what would you do if your daughter brought home a uh, a Muslim as a boyfriend? What would yeah. you do? And he would go, "I tell her no way, no, 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 no. He's she's not allowed to date a Muslim." Yeah. I said, well, "Why? Why not? <laughs> like, what do you care?" And he was like, yeah. "I I don't know. I mean, like, let me say, maybe I'm racist. I don't know." And he like he got into that, and we yeah. kind of started. I mean, he was joking, but we got into this idea that there is this. Um, he's embraced. He's created a sense of morality, right? Whether that, he wants to admit it or not. That these traditional values that he yeah. exalts, yeah. And uh, it, anyways, it. I, I think uh, truly. I, I think. Um, I think that's the part, the important part of being in tune with your community. Not not being the type of Christian that like retreats into their own little bubble. Yeah. So you can so you can you know know what questions to ask and know how to poke and prod to, to get into these conversations. But yeah, like, but even with your brother, it, it, you're going to have to get to the point where right. you, you are seeking to get him to acknowledge there is a God mm-hmm. who sets morality, who has created all things. And so, and that's where I think Genesis is helpful because we see a creator God who's established covenant and law and, and a moral code and written on the hearts of man. And, and it's like, it's like Ken Ham tells us there is a book. And so we can be presuppositionalists (laughs) and say, okay, here's revelation. Here is specific revelation in the word of God to tell us God's uh, moral demands on us. So I think where I struggled before was I would get so caught up in the logical arguments of the existence of God that I would never get to yeah, that I would never get to the gospel. Well, if you lead out with that, some people like you might be spinning your wheels because they might they might not be opposed to God's existence. Sure, and you're, and you're sure. wasting a lot of your time or, on evidence that they don't need, or or you just end up with making deists, which that, is yeah, still hellbound. Yeah, and functionally, I I do encounter a lot of people that believe in God but but don't worship Him. Yeah, don't respond, don't don't submit their lives to Him. Like all those young earthers. Yeah. The what now? No, I'm just messing. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started on old earthers. Like they're the, they're the most. I mean, you throw away the age of the earth, you just you just alleg- you allegorize everything in the whole Bible. <laughs> well, uh, we don't. Did Jesus woke. really raise from the dead? 
What about the meh earthers <laughs> who just don't really care? The old earthers are, are woke, yeah. probably. <laughs> so what are you all looking forward to uh, preaching in Genesis? Like sp- something specific? Jesus, okay, no, something the... specific. Come on. Okay, sorry. Um, Man, I, I think... um. Melchizedek will be a fun one. Woo. I don't know who's preaching that, but I, I love Melchizedek. Anything you're like, eh, I hope I don't get that one. Uh, the Rape of Tamar. Whew. That's not a fun one. No, I don't want that one. Um, Jacob will be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think all of Abraham's life is, is really good to get. I mean, it just it leads to the cross really, really easily. Yeah, um, yeah I think um, I, I, I really like, I like Joseph and... His story. I think it's going to be fun to go through his story. But that's what you would. Oh man, I I don't know who's preaching. Uh, I like the wrestling. That's why I said Jacob. Like the wrestling. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's preaching the sacrifice of Isaac, but <laughs> I don't know that I can get through that sermon if that's it's a, me. That's like, a... It'd be a tearjerker. <laughs> really? Oh, uh, the the Jesus Storybook Bible version yeah, yeah. of <laughs> Abraham taking Isaac up on the mountain to sacrifice him. Like it makes me cry every time I read it. Interesting. Like, it's the it's the most emotional story for me. It's just because you see Jesus's you see the Father's sacrifice so clearly. In you definitely it. should teach it. Um, yeah, I'm saying maybe, I'm crying? saying maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, I might be like, no, like when you cry, do you do you convulse? No, I'm gonna. I don't cry. cry. I haven't cried in. <laughs> gosh, oh my gosh. I, I have to ask my wait, mom. You, the last what, time there was I a cried. Disney cartoon you cried at. What was that? Oh yeah, no, I don't know. It was, if it was no, Disney. I know what it was. I know what it was. It was like uh, I know there was, was a dancing cartoon. Yeah, it, was it was leap. It's leap. leap. Yeah, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. It runs in my genes. My mom cries all the time. I yeah. get it from her, but. Yeah. Yeah, leap. Gosh, that was yeah, it was like oh, an orphan girl. Oh it was like an orphan girl that got adopted, and she like had a ballet. And oh man, so you didn't answer, are, are, like have, have you ever asked a man if you're an ugly a, crier? I need a man. I need to step out. I I'm had, an ugly crier. I had a pastor at a funeral tell me I was an ugly crier. I know that that's not an appropriate place to tell. I had just that. so I, I cry very easily, but I'm I would say I'm not an ugly crier. I don't like shake or sob yeah, like, I do. but I do. I do cry, but yeah. I cry easily, but not It's like, it's like a stoic violently. face and just a tear rolls yeah. down. And like eagle oh, flies man. behind me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you should do? <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to, I can't, I can't say who. I had somebody tell me one time they got a teardrop tattoo on their face to, in, in memory of uh, their grandpa because they cried. I've one, heard about this They guy. cried one tear. I've heard about this oh, guy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've heard about that guy too. Oh, I just hurt my neck. There. So, so I'm an ugly cry too. So, yeah, we we it's okay. it was really rude that that pastor told me I was <laughs> ugly cry. Like I rude. just like you're like the body, like and he's shaking. like, "You're he's a like, really ugly." Hey, cry. you're grossing me out if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Could you wipe that ugly off your face? Uh, um, so for our listeners, um, whoever submitted these questions, hopefully those um are uh those were answered. Hopefully in the way that you are. I don't know if the Pleased way you hope, with. hope I don't know yeah, in the way it, that, ho- that you hoped that they would be answered, well, no, but maybe add, they were more informative. You, to you. Gonna dis- someone's going to disagree with somebody. Let me know, add, so. but like if, oh, if you add. want, if you want to study this more, there's so so much more we could talk about that we don't have time to on an yeah, episode definitely. of the podcast. But like yep. if you want to, if you want to talk Age of the Earth, you can pick what position you, you want to have argued to you, and 
Jeremy can try to convince you it's old. I'll try to convince not. you it's young. Um, I won't try to convince anyone of that. Okay. Well, I'm if you that. want to hear the the reasonings, what I'm saying yeah. is their pastors sure. would be happy to talk to I would to love them. to talk about it. it yeah. I shut down with people start arguing with me. I'm just like, okay, I agree with whatever you say. Just leave me alone. Just don't argue with me. Wow. I don't like arguing. You didn't really do scared. that earlier, though. I'm just almost. It's because he's scared because he don't have a good old <laughs> earth argument. No. No. <laughs> I'm just done with that stuff. Okay. To our listeners, thank you for listening. Indeed. If, um, if for our what? members, if you do have any questions about Genesis, Genesis is probably a good thick book um, with, <laughs> with, with lots and That's lots a of questions. It's a good thick book with lots of good questions. Um, oh, man. Listen, I'm, I'm. I think that's actually the, like, I think in my Lutheran Bible, when I open it up, that's it's the a big intro. This is a good thick book. It's <laughs> a quote from this Luther. Is the yeah, this is what Luther said. All right, go ahead and close this down. Here it is. Oh. Greatest closing of all time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, submit them on the New Heights Church app, and we'll catch you next time. Watch for deer. <laughs>